This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora and welcome to Garden of Sound, brought to you by Go Live Festival, 22nd to the 23rd of July. I'm Ian Turner and my guest this week is the wonderful Lavetta. That was a test of resilience for me because I was at the end of my tether. I was just Mm. like, this is crazy and this is not making sense. And I don't know when I'm going home. There was just like no info. But first, if you enjoy today's show, head to gardenofsound.nz and right there on the front page are a host of subscription links to your favourite podcast providers. Today's guest was, by her own admission, a creative introvert growing up, following a very safe route until she got out of her hometown and started discovering the world and discovered she has. Lavetta, or Lauren Marshall, to friends and family, attended the National Academy of Singing and Dramatic Art Christchurch before heading to Melbourne to find fame and fortune in musical theatre, then spending five years sailing the high seas and performing to cruise ship audiences. But something was missing, a chance to sing her own songs in her own style. Her debut single, More Than Fun, is released today. And is she ready to take the ride? You bet she is. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Lavetta on Plains FM 96.9. Lauren, do you have a first memory of music in your life? I do, and it is of me and my nana in the bathroom. I was in the bath, and she used to sing hymns with me when I was like... A year old, mm. two years old, mm. and um, you remember that, yeah, or have been told about it. Uh, kind of both. Like I have faint memories about it, but my nanny used to look after me while my mum worked and mm. my dad worked, and I kind of credit that for like the beginnings of music and singing, like the very, very beginning. So it's a pretty special memory. My nana's still alive as well, which is awesome. So, Brilliant. Yeah. What about the rest of your family? Mum, dad, musical at all? Yes, everyone's musical. Um, my dad plays the drums. Cool. My mum has dabbled in multiple instruments, the guitar. I thought you were going to say the occult for a second. <laughs> oh, no. No, not that. Nothing that Nothing. crazy. She's yeah. a very conservative lady. Yeah. Guitar, she's dabbled in bass, guitar. Um, I picked up a guitar because she was learning yep. um, when I was a kid. Yeah. Everyone sings. My my younger sister sings as yeah. well. Yeah. Very low key, creative people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. And what about music in the um the house uh, growing up? Apart from the hymns from Grandma, what sort of what sort of artists are we hearing? We had a bit of a mixed bag, really. My parents uh, were not into rock, which I I wish they had a rock streak, but that's okay because we had like. Elton John, we yep. had Eurythmics, Whitney Houston. I was obsessed with Whitney Houston. Mm. I had the, my mum had the tape, and I used to play it in my room all the time. Lionel Richie, my dad was a Lionel Richie fan. Okay, yeah. Okay, so there's a bit of bit of solo R and B kind of. Which Whitney Houston tape are we talking about? It's not the we're not talking Bodyguard soundtrack. Are we talking back kind of the one that came out in the the late eighties with yeah I want to dance with somebody and yes. and that kind of thing that one that one 
nice it little was... sort of purple crop top. Or... Yes, there exactly. We go. I remember that. It's, a, it's an indelible memory upon myself. Do you sing any Whitney these days? I actually don't really sing much Whitney. I mm. have sung I Want to Dance with Somebody yep. like pretty regularly through my life yep. just because it's been the one that I get to sing most often because yep. obviously there's I Will Always Love You, but you know, when you're singing covers or you're singing on a cruise ship, like you don't always get to belt that one out. Yeah, it's exactly. kind of a special one. Yeah. You have to save that one up. Okay. So generally musical family. There's a, a bit of guitar. There's some drums. There's a singing grandmother. When was your first public performance, I'm presuming, as a vocalist slash singer? That's another dear memory for me. I remember I was about five years old mm. in primary school and one of our teachers used to do music with us and we were singing um, Edelweiss from okay. The Sound of Music yep. and she said, oh, Lauren, I'd love you to sing this in front of the whole school in assembly and I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, it was like one of those things where you're a kid and you're like, okay. Fine, I'll just do it. Yeah, and that ended up being like a really poignant moment for me. And I remember all the kids in school being like, you're the Edelweiss girl. You're the one who sang up on the stage. And I remember being like, had my first taste of fame. And I was like, this is so stressful. I'm the girl. And then I ended up doing The Sound of Music years years and years later. Uh-huh. Um, Who did you play in that? I was Liesl in that Liesl. one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you hadn't quite made it up to um, uh, Maria. No, I haven't yet. Still on my bucket list. But to, to do. Yeah. Um, so you grew up in the Hawke's Bay. Have you got any memories of, um, I guess, music or going out? I'm thinking because you came down to Christchurch, I'm presuming, as late teens, early 20s, mm. thereabouts. So what yeah. was music scene like, you know, were you sneaking into any clubs and checking out any local acts or anything like that? The funny thing is there really wasn't a lot happening music-wise in Hawke's Bay okay. at that time. Yep. Now it's booming. It's yep. completely different and it's awesome. Yeah. But back then, most of the exposure I had early on to yep. music was at church, was singing in church and that kind of thing, which yep. there wasn't really any like gigs to go to mm -hmm. or like occasionally we'd have like day Dave Dobbin or someone come okay. through and do, Standard. you know, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. Yep. I, I was not really a rebel. I didn't go out and party or like go and like, I was yep. such a like conservative person in high school. I yep. actually did um, barbershop singing oh, okay. for a long time in high school, me and my um, three friends. Yeah. And we were obsessed. Like we were uh, in a quartet and we went to the national competition. And Fantastic. That and musical theatre was like high school for yeah. me. Uh, what part did you sing in Barbershop? I was the lead, mm -hmm. but I actually just would learn everyone else's okay. parts because I was like, this is kind of boring. But I used to like to challenge myself to learn other parts as well. There's a group that I've had on um, a few months ago called Symptomatic, who are a Christchurch Barbershop group mm. of women. And the big thing is um, the bass, she said, Far more difficult because you don't have as much breath as men to hold that. Mm -hmm. What is it? She talked about the bottom of the cone or something like that, keeping that, <laughs> yeah. that thing that you, you build off. Um, yeah. What was the what was your reaction? Do people love it? I 
think people thought it was fun and different. Yeah. I certainly had fun. I was just a, a music nerd and I yeah. really loved, like I'm obsessed with harmonies and I yeah. always have been and just seeing how things click together. I always wanted to be a bass actually because not that I really had the range, but it's more the fact, it's the resonance of it. Like yep. you have to place it and it has to be open and wide. Yes. And, um, yeah, you have to sustain your breath support yep. a lot. Yeah. Um, and I would always try and sing bass, but I, I'm a soprano and I guess I, you know, you can fake it, but it's exactly. not a real. Or you can pitch it down in the studio. Right. Yeah. Melodyne. There you go. Just all the way down. Just 12 semitones yeah. all the way. You mentioned about the rock streak. Any other groups at your high school uh, who were playing some heavy stuff? Not really. I went no? to an all-girls ah. school and it was definitely more like urban, like okay. hip-hop yep. influenced. But it was kind of around that time when, I don't know, like emo music was really okay. popular and yep. it kind of like swept through and everyone yep. was like, oh man, I actually really did yep. this and everyone was getting the emo fringe and yep. going, you know, like everyone, at, every second person at school was yeah. like emo. But um. And then I kind of jumped on it and I was like, you know what? Like I actually, I appreciate a lot of different types of music. Yep. And I was like, no, this is cool. I won't dye my hair black and, and cut a fringe, but yeah. I'll appreciate it. You'll appreciate it. Yeah. Um, what about original music at least? Um, you talk about playing guitar. Um, do you mm. remember the first time you ever wrote a song? I was probably about 12. I had this little like tape recorder like one of those old school tape recorders and like a little like microphone that came with it and I was learning guitar mm. at school at that time I think it was intermediate I remember I I was kind of one of those like aloof kids that was like in my room like definitely an introvert like yeah. as like a creative introvert and I used to just sing and write stuff I remember I think it was like a radio competition that I entered writing something and I always used to get told off because I'd want to sing like at like 10, 11 p.m. Like I'm, okay. I'm, I'm yeah. a night owl. So like yeah. I'd, I'd always be like trying to like, like la, 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 trying to record. And mum's like, Lauren, go to bed. It's too late. <laughs> Stop singing. Yeah. And um, Soundproof room, please, mum. Christmas. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. If only I would have yeah. gone to town and like yeah. I would have just sung all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was probably around 12. And yeah. I used to listen to the radio a lot. Like I was one of those kids that listened to The Edge like okay. like 24-7 yep. and was listening to like, you know, Christina Aguilera and yes. all of those things. And I was like trying to sing like her and trying to write like her and writing my own little pop songs. But yeah, it's so interesting because I've written for so long and I just, it's taken so long for me to get to the point where I can release my music. Yep. Um, okay. But I also think that's for a reason probably. Okay. I can see I that. Know. I can feel that. It is time to play some music. Yay! So we've talked enough uh, just for the time being. And I do ask about influences. Um, you have mentioned people um, such as Whitney Houston and Christina Aguilera. But the track we're going to play is from Yeba. Mm. First off, what track are we going to hear? We're going to play Distance. Distance. From Yeba. And what's Distance about? Kind of revisiting the past and fond memories of the past. It's actually interesting. I, f I find Yeba such an interesting artist because she has one of the most incredible voices mm. I've ever heard technically, but also the way she communicates and just tells stories. 
uh, she recently released this album with Distance on it and listening to it, I was just completely trans- transported elsewhere to a different yep. time, yep. which she has the ability to do yeah. while making it current as well, which is such a an art. And I just think Distance is one of those songs where you just kind of float around at it and then she just goes off, yeah. goes off and sings some incredible ornamentative notes and it's just like, whew. It starts off small and it yeah. becomes a big epic epic thing epic. and I'm I love epic. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. This is distance from Yeba.
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Lavetta, otherwise known as Lauren Marshall, or vice versa on Plains FM 96.9. Um, Lauren, I want to talk about cruise ship experience. Now, we're jumping about a bit because you did go to NASDA in Christchurch um, and post that five years on cruise ships. Tell me, how did you get into it? How did you get the gig? Where do I start? Uh, I finished NASDA. I worked a little bit um, in Christchurch and around New Zealand. I then moved to Melbourne yep. uh, for something different and uh, was sort of making my trying to make my way in the musical theatre scene. In Melbourne. In Melbourne, And yes. how much of a hard slog was that? It was tough. Yeah. If you didn't live there or study there, yeah. uh, you know, you'd go to an audition and you'd be like, yeah, I'm going to do well. And then you'd see just like hordes of people who knew everyone, knew yep. all the casting directors, and you'd just yep. go, oh, uh, and I'm Kiwi. Yeah. <laughs> so they yep. already <laughs> yep. got something against me. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was interesting. It was tough, but it taught me a lot. It was one of those like experiences where I kind of was a small fish in a big pond and I had to kind of figure myself out and what made me different and what I could bring. What conclusions did you come to? That uh, I actually probably shouldn't be going in the musical theatre route. Uh, Why? because Why is that? Uh, I think I'm naturally a pop singer. Okay. Or a soul singer or a uh, popular music. Mm. So uh, it was actually... So how did you end up... I know I'm jumping about, my apologies for that. So <laughs> how did you end up down that musical theatre route? Was it a safe option? Was it mum said do this? No, it was the fact that I got to sing, dance and act. Okay. I could combine kind of everything I loved yep. into one um, while storytelling, okay. you know. Yep. Um, and I kind of wanted to be a triple threat performer. So mm -hmm. I went down that path and I did love it and it was a, a good time. But yeah. singing has always been my number one. Yeah. And I kind of felt like there was something missing when I was doing musical theatre, like uh -huh. like myself was missing because yep. I was being a character, obviously. obviously. Um, yeah. I have very strong feelings about the music I like, the music I sing, and how I want to feel and what I want to say yeah. um, as a singer. So um, I still love musical theatre, yeah. but I feel way more confident and grounded in myself when mm -hmm. I'm singing pop music or yep. writing pop music. Um what was the best part about Melbourne other than discovering more about yourself? Melbourne is such a cultural hub. Um, I met so many random people. I actually worked in a uh, a nightclub, yeah, which was right in the centre of the city. It was on um, Collins Street, which okay. is like, yep. you know, obviously right fancy yeah, and yep. business-like. Yep. Yeah. So that's where the contacts sort of came along, or for the cruise ship at least, was there a, uh, a notice board somewhere? Yeah, it was. Wanted a <laughs> music theatre pop singers for the high seas. I mean, pretty much. Yeah. Like it, it was, it was posted on like I don't know some audition yep. group page on yeah, Facebook. Yep. Um, I think I waited like three or four months before okay. I got a, before I got a contract, but yep. um, it was great. We would do like different shows and. Things were changing all the time, yep. but I really liked it because they appreciated like 
big vocalists. They wanted yeah. people who could sing their face off. And you're working with Americans and you really have to show up. Yeah. Like you can't be like, oh, hi. You have to be like, I deserve to be here yeah. and listen to me and look yeah. at me. And yeah. that was really different because okay. obviously Kiwis were like, oh, we try oh, to be humble. Shy and, and retiring. Yeah. Yeah. So you yeah. had to kind of develop a bit of a... A healthy ego yeah. to kind of um, yeah. show up. Where did you yeah. travel on said ships? My favorite journey, which is very special to me because it happened right before COVID and COVID dropped and everyone freaked dropped. out and dropped. I don't know why I said dropped. Oh, no, it's like it's dropping an album, dropping Indeed. a single. Hey. Dropping the gonna, new single, yeah. COVID. Um, Put it out. I dare you. There we go. It won't It'll do well. Everyone would hate it. <laughs> Get a lot of coverage there, wouldn't it? It would. It might. Yeah. yeah. Um, Don't do it. With the right marketing. Don't do it. Favorite journey was uh, I did a contract where we started in Alaska. Yeah. We traveled down um, past Vancouver, down Mm -hmm. along California coast, uh, stopped off in Hawaii for a bit. Uh, And we traveled all the way down uh, past South America, through Mm -hmm. South America, down to Antarctica. Antarctica. Wow. Which was really special. So we actually were in Antarctic waters, um, and, and amongst the like? glaciers. It was surreal. Yeah. Yeah. It felt very remote. It felt like, what am I doing here? Yeah. I hope um, nothing goes wrong. Yeah. Um, Did COVID bring an expected end to that time, or was it like, okay, let's just put a full stop? It was kind of fortuitous for me because I had kind of burnt myself out a little bit doing back-to-back contracts for five years. And this one was a long one, Mm -hmm. an especially long one. So what actually happened was um, my contract finished. I was due to go home and I was planning on taking an extended break or Mm -hmm. trying something different anyway. Mm. But we ended up not being able to leave the ship and dock so that we could fly home because all the ports shut. Um, we were actually in Chile, in Santiago yep. at the time. Yeah, We're stuck on the ship for an extra few weeks before we could go to a port. And then we got to a port, we got to San Diego, let off all the guests, let off all the American crew. And uh, long story short, I ended up being moving from ship to ship and ended up being stuck on board ships for like an extra three or four months before I could get home. So what were you doing during that time? I spent a lot of time locked in a room, uh, most of the time locked in a cabin. Um, And it was lucky that I had a guitar with me. Okay. So I spent a lot of time writing music, a lot of time doing covers and just getting better at guitar because I'd kind of taken an extended break from guitar. That's nuts. Yeah. So that was pretty intense journey um that was a test of resilience for me because i was at the end of my tether i was just Mm. like this is crazy and this is not making sense and i don't know when i'm going home there was just like no info yeah so that taught me a lot as well um but you finally made your way back to new zealand and mm. was it straight to christchurch no i i was in hawks bay for a while i ended up um booking uh a nationwide tour, like a couple of months after I got back, which was really cool. Tour to do what? Uh, it was a two-part tour. So mm-hmm. it was a Tina Turner um, tribute show and an ABBA tribute show. Okay. That was a good time. Got okay. on that, went around the country. I can see ABBA. 
Um, <laughs> who was doing the Tina Turner? It was uh, a girl called Kristen Pulser, who okay. is from Auckland. I was just a backing singer okay. in Tina, obviously. Yeah. But um, but did you step up forever? Yes. Oh, you did? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, yes, I yes. can't. I'm sorry to all the ABBA <laughs> fans out there. I know it's Agnetha and uh, Anna Fried. Or Anna Fried, yes. Something like that. Which of the oh, ABBA people oh, is? It's... Um, Agnita. Agnita. Okay, yes. there we go. Okay, so yes. you played Agnita. I did, yeah. Cool. Um, and imagine you would have had a bit of a kick-ass backing band as well. Yeah, it was pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, people from all over the place. I yeah. I met um, quite a few Christchurch-based yep. musicians through that, which was really awesome. Um, it was kind of one of those tours where everyone does a bit of everything, so yeah. the band also does tech stuff and, yep. and us singers and that would help with costumes. Yes. And um, the people I met on tour, I love them so much. I was like, you know what? I want to move to Christchurch. I've lived here before. It feels like a second home. Yep. I moved back to Christchurch and I think it was April last year. 2021. 2021, yeah. Because yeah. you just sort of suddenly appeared, mm. I guess, on the, on the social sphere. And yeah. I was thinking... Okay, haven't seen this chick before. Right. Well, we can cover that in the next section of the show because we do need to play some music. Okay, um, let's do that. Luana is the next artist, and yeah. you put that down as a fave. What track are we going to hear? We're going to hear Move Along. Anything in particular that we should be listening out for that's awesome? I also love her nostalgic feel and her music. I'll just keep talking. Yeah. All right. Um, I love that she's got sort of a sultry, uh, like, diva-ish vibe. She's yep. actually probably my number one Kiwi influence, like music influence. Because um, okay. I just feel like I vibe with her style. She's got the Janis Joplin-like voice going on. Yeah. She has beautiful music videos, beautiful um, artwork. Yep. I'd love to work with her. Yeah. Um, there we go. Shout out. Hit, hit me up, Luana. I think yeah. you're amazing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just a funky song and it's feel good, you know? Gets you grooving. All right. We should hear the track. This is Luana with Move Along. Don't mind my, 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 my
pray When the sun is hiding away Thieves of we keep knocking on This is the Garden of Sound interview with Lavetta on Plains FM 96.9. At the end of this section, we're going to hear more than fun. Mm-hmm. And this is your debut single, all your own, you on yeah. your own, all your own yes. kind of thing. Yeah, it's my my big debut. My Yeah. It's very yeah, exciting. Mm-hmm. Oh my uh, gosh, so excited! Because we talked about um, the music theatre and getting out there and being the triple threat and that, and you have an opportunity to do this, obviously, I guess in a way. Um, but it's yours; it's your creation; it's your, it's yeah. your little baby yeah. kind of thing. Um, what's it about? Basically, a celebration of life and fun and self-expression and freedom. Um, I basically wanted to craft a song that just felt 100% feel-good vibes. Yep. Um, Tick. Kind of like how they used to make the disco tracks and yep. the funk tracks back in the 70s. Yep. Um, where people would hear it and they'd be like, mm, this is great, like yep. get on the dance floor. And um, I just didn't want anything heavy. I wanted to keep it light and I wanted to keep it fun because that's the kind of music I vibe to. Mm. Amongst others, but uh, it's sort of about being out on the town or out yeah. dancing, and you sort of meet someone, and you're like, "Ah, oh, this is really great," and I love dancing with you. Right? Exactly. Okay, I do get that. And you sort of want to see where, where the night takes, takes you. you, but it doesn't really matter because right now you're having yeah a brilliant time. Yeah. Yeah. So there is more depth to you in the music that you write and you've chosen to write something that is that is fun mm. um produced by wolfie yes produced yep. by wolfie also co-written by wolfie as well okay um we kind of stumbled upon this song yeah. um it's funny we actually started off making a house track okay yeah so i get that vibe yeah um i was thinking 90s club classic right sort of originally yeah 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 Except without those jangly keys i know all about it yeah um and then i don't know we just came up i just wanted to write something funky yep. and we wrote something funky mm-hmm. 
it was one of those things where we were like, what are we even making here for okay. like so long? Okay. Um, so it's a sense. good time track for people to enjoy, to vibe to, to um, uh, get on it or get into it uh, before hitting the town and while hitting the town yeah. and while having a having a great night and to be, I guess, sort of fully exposed to how good La Veta can make you feel. Yeah? I suppose so. Or like something. I'm a drug or something. Well, there you go. I mean, <laughs> how and where was it recorded? We recorded it uh, in Wolfie Studios at the piano okay. in Christchurch. Yep. Pretty much everything was done in there. Yep. We just were listening to a lot of different types of music, yeah, listening yeah. to... Because that disco influence as well. Right. You know, that bass. And yeah. I tell you what, it was uh, Kylie Minogue's disco album Yeah. that she released, uh, I don't know if it was last year or the year before. Yeah. That was a huge influence for me. Also, uh, I loved Dua Lipa's yeah. um, Future Nostalgia um, and also listening to Silk Sonic's an evening with Silk Sonic because I'm yeah. obsessed with that album. Yeah. So I wanted to like mash it up a little bit and mm-hmm. like I wanted it to feel nostalgic but also very current. Um, and that was our goal. And we wanted the, you know, the funky bass lines and we wanted the snappy drums and um, we kind of got there. And then we, uh, it was m- actually mixed by Simon Gooding. Okay. Um, Tell me more about Simon. The name's familiar. Yeah. So he's a pretty well-known music producer Mm -hmm. and engineer in Auckland. Mm -hmm. Um, How did you happen upon Simon? Honestly, I just reached out to him because I was like, I want this to sound top-notch. And I want it to... And it does. Thank you. Um, So, yeah, we just gave it to him. We did... um, It was a bit of a wait because... He's a busy man and he's working on a yeah. lot of projects. But I actually think it worked out super well, the timing of this release. Um, what is the plan for the single and subsequent releases? What do you want to do? Well, this release is definitely an introduction mm-hmm. um, to Levetta, to a side of Levetta, not Levetta is not, not the totality. Just a, right. Good. She's not just a disco gal. There's a lot of other things there. And um I am releasing an EP, my debut EP, in a couple of months' time. Okay. Um, which really is kind of a a mood board um, of different energies mm. that is Levita. So yeah. she loves to have a good time. She also loves uh, R&B, soulful. Yep. She loves the funk. She loves, would you believe it, a little bit of uh, kind of soft rock. like Yeah. Um, a little bit of Lana Del Rey influence going okay. on there. Yeah. Um, and we've just kind of um, really found like a through line mm. of elements that kind of work together, but it takes you through different kind of genres and feels. Does being La Veta give you freedoms that being Lauren Marshall doesn't? Definitely. La Veta is like my alter ego. And she... How different are you, though? Not that different. Okay. Not that different. Lavetta is definitely more of an old soul, like embracing the old soul kind of energy. Yep. Lauren is an old soul, too, but Lavetta embodies that. And also, I feel like Lavetta's not afraid to 
be whoever she feels like being. Okay. Whereas I think Lauren, like having done musical theatre, being trained a certain way, like you, you present yourself in a certain way okay. and there's more of a filter on Lauren okay. than there is on Lavetta. Okay. Know. Yeah. Cool. In a good way. It's about time we heard <laughs> it. This is the debut single from Lavetta. It is more than fun. You've got away with me. Nothing more to explain. Why don't you stay a little longer where it's all happening? Let the feeling take over. Oh, we got no worries tonight. No signs of stopping. Let's live in this moment. Oh, and there's no end in sight. Just let it go.
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Lavetta on Plains FM 96.9. Lauren, anything you would have done differently? I would have carried on piano. Okay. Because I I stopped that actually when I picked up guitar okay. because I liked it better. Yeah. But I would definitely, I, I'd love to be better at piano. Like, yeah. I'd, I'd love to say that I could play that. Any female singer-songwriters, pianists that you particularly admire? I have a, an appreciation for Alicia Keys. Yeah. Alicia Keys is another massive influence for me. Yep. Actually, Sarah Bareilles, phenomenal, in a different way, yeah. a completely different yep. way. That's all I can think of off the top mm-hmm. of my head right now. Mm. Uh, Lady Gaga, I guess she's she yeah. plays piano as well. I was surprised that um, I know she was a writer as well, but Aretha Franklin um, yes, is a pianist. Yes. And I sort of was like, oh my god, you're amazing! I only watched Stunning. her her movie a few weeks ago, yeah. and I didn't realize she was a pianist. And I yeah. was like, well, that just makes her so much cooler, yeah. and more than she already is. Yeah. You know? For those folks who are out there, and I'm particularly thinking of um, uh, young folks who are wanting to get into the to the music um, business. What is the key thing that you have done or you have seen tremendous success from? What piece of activity has given you the biggest cut through that you can go, oh, wow, that was a good thing to do? I would just say put yourself out there, whatever that means to you, whether that's putting yourself out there at an open mic night, Mm. putting yourself out there on a karaoke competition, Mm -hmm. talking to people, not being afraid to introduce yourself to people and and do a bit of networking. Mm. But I also truly see the value in higher education centered around music. Yep. If you want to be a singer-songwriter, if you want to be a musician, if you want to be a singer-actress, mm-hmm. I would highly recommend courses like NASDA or the jazz school programs, yep. mainly because they really set you up with everything you need to do what you want to do. And then from there, you're able to kind of make the connections yourself. You meet a lot of amazing people. You are trained in the musical theory and practical yeah. knowledge that you need. Um, I'm not saying that all of this is like 100% you necessary. You must do it, but. Um, but it certainly helped me get to where I am. And yeah. I think education that's specific to what you want to do is always going to be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Was there ever a um a fork in the road for you in um in terms of Christchurch at least? Uh one side was NASDA and the other side was um ARA Music Arts. Yeah. In some ways I would like to have gone to jazz school yep. because I think it would have sped up the current journey that yeah. I'm on, but it all works out for a reason and I also learned a lot from taking that path it's it's got me here now yeah um but yeah i do often wonder like if i'd just done the jazz school course mm. where i would be right but now. i might not even be any further than i am there so you go. i see time as a rock and a river and you know it'll yeah it'll find its it'll find its way totally. um uh just so we can come back in five years time let's say 2027 um where do you want to be then I would like to be overseas somewhere. Yep. yep. I would love to be, I mean, I'd love to be performing. I'd love yep. to be touring. I'd yep. love to have a heap of music come under my belt. Yeah. 
I'd love to be able to say like I'm 100% living off my music mm-hmm. and this is my life yeah. and touring and writing and recording and all of that is like my life. But I'm also just like really grateful for where I am right now, yeah. to be honest. Like I'm just happy to be making music, happy to be a professional musician and yeah. Um, yeah. So right now is pretty good. So I mean, it can only get better from there. I guess. Awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah. Um, we have time for one more song. And this was the first track that I heard of yours. Again, another collaboration with, with Wolfie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot more soulful, I feel, yeah. than uh, the, the current feel-good kind of number. Um, how did the song come about? Um, how was it written? Well, um, it was actually a track that uh, Tim, a.k.a. Wolfie, had written quite a while ago and he'd actually released it um, with another artist and wanted to start again, wanted to re-release the song with a fresh energy, with a fresh voice. Um, I actually didn't write any of of the tracks, so I was just the vocalist. But that was really cool because I got to put my stamp on someone else's kind of vibe and and see how it turned out. But, yeah, and we just kind of got into – sessions and decided we wanted harmonies decided we wanted some epic moments yep. some big belty moments yep. we wanted soft moments we wanted the synths to be really heavy and yeah yeah and it just kind of came together as like a really solid emotional piece like um but it was also really fun and and it shows yeah. at least vocally your depth and your range, mm-hmm. which is tremendous, especially when you're talking about those big epic moments. Well, I think it is time to uh, to demonstrate um, the amazing talent and the versatility of Lavetta. Um, Lauren, it's been wonderful um, having you on Garden of Sound. Um, thank you so much for coming along today. Thank you so much for having me. I've had such a great time. <laughs> this is Love Won't Run Away. Can find me in 
Okay, it's time for my track of the week. Jazz Patterson mentioned this guy when she was touring earlier this year. His name's Sam Hesselwood, and he's already been picked up by ZM, coming in hot with 18. This is his brand new track, and a fine one it is too. This, from Sam Hesselwood, is Don't Speak. Crindad passed the other day Got me thinking about you and I about how I need to leave no gaps between the trees Yeah, it got me thinking about you and me Sometimes I think back to those days When I was young and used to disobey Never knew that one day I'd look up to you More than sons are meant to do, I see me and you So don't look down, the chapter's closed now I see how a father and son don't speak Me and you grow closer every day I'm so proud to say I love you I remember growing up As I grew, I learned to damage stuff Dug my roots in deep, but also let me breathe You never held on to anything, but you built me tough So don't look down, this chapter's closed now So proud to say I love you I know time's ticking on Another ring around the trunk Another lap around the sun with you As our skin's going on There's some things you need to know I cherish every little moment Father and son don't speak Me and you grow closer every day I'm so proud to say I love I see How a father and son don't speak Me and you grow closer every day I'm so proud to say I love Thanks for joining me today on Garden of Sound and thanks to Lavetta. Head to gardenofsound.nz right now to find out more about what Lavetta's up to by clicking on her photo on the front page. Next week, it's Chicks from Korea. Yep, you heard that right. It's one for the jazz lovers. I'm Ian Turner and this has been Garden of Sound. Until next time, keep well, keep listening and keep playing. Enohurah.